0: what's tea y'all i know some of you are out there right now having a hard time having problems in your relationships having trouble with life or maybe you're on social media swiping and swiping thinking why can't that be me why can't i do that why well, i'm here to let you know that you can this is create your own story With Terrell Granette, where we not only help you create your own story, but we let you tell yours too. Let's get into it, y'all. What's good, y'all? We're back with another episode. I know you missed me. It's been, what, one week since you've last heard from me? But I have some special guests, and you know how the drill, they're going to introduce themselves. I'm not going to do it. So shoot, whoever wants to go first.
1: Age before beauty, so Gabrielle, you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Gabrielle. This is my second time on the podcast, it is. Um, and. I am so excited to be here.
1: I I am Portia. This is my first time on the podcast, first time on any podcast.
0: Oh, so you're a virgin. I am.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared and excited at the same time.
0: That's good. You have nothing to be scared about. I don't bite
2: much. Right. (laughs) That part.
0: So the pod, so today's podcast, I really wanted to center it around being happy, really speak about their experiences. One is being women. And this one being happy, whether it's not being happy in certain times of struggle or just really overcoming things or really just you know, what happiness defines to them. So before we start, you know, I gotta play a song. Um, this song right here. Is by my old friend K. Michelle. It's called When Crying is Easy. Get into it to it.
3: This life is such a mystery to me. Searching for something to make me happy. I have everything, no reason to complain. It's there any medicine for this pain? For some reason, I'm still struggling to find my way. I've had tough when I was full with no food on my plate. And I'm not rich, we I'm struggling. It seems more I get the greater my struggle is, oh, oh. Still fucked up, still acting tough my own worst enemy always like life the party am i having fun Not hardly if it wasn't for my, my son, son i would probably be on the jack daniels ain't enough when crying is easy can't stop the tears from falling right in the streets keep calling me when crying is easy i should be smiling this god has been so good to me when crying is easy i'm so scared
0: So that was, again, Cry- uh, When Crying is Easy by Kim Show. I love that record um, because I feel that sometimes um, not that we complain but we see how good God has placed certain things in our lives and we still sometimes can't seem to find why we're not happy. Um, so my question for you guys is how the song di- dictates that like sometimes, you know, it's easier to cry than it is to be happy. Have you guys ever experienced something like that where uh, you feel that you kind of need the sadness?
1: I can definitely say, yeah, for me, um, sometimes after I cry, that's when I feel better. So when I, when I cry, I can look forward to the relief I feel after I cry, if that makes sense. Um, I wouldn't know if crying is easy for me, sometimes crying is hard. It used to be easy, and then when you try to become really strong, crying seems to be a struggle because it's kind of like, where do you feel safe enough to cry? So, um, I, but yeah, at least at least that's that's how it's felt for me. I've never heard that song to be honest. That was the first. It's time one I've
0: heard of it. my it's one of my favorites. I have to send it to you because it's not online, I don't think.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, yes, the song please. just talks about how like. He, for her, like if it wasn't for her son, then she probably would be on drugs because she just can't seem to find any type of happiness in Mm. her life. Um, And so she's all like, why is crying easy? Like, why is it so hard to be happy? Because I should be everything that I've asked God for, he's given me Mm. and I still am not happy. So why is crying so easy? Like, you know, I, you know, like- I can see
1: that. I feel like I've cried more than I've been happy in that that sounds very sad but I mean it's true like uh, I think I self-sabotage the happiness like you you, crying's easy because it kind of feels like it it comes naturally like you don't even try like you could be happy or sad or mad and you cry versus when you're happy it's supposed to be this glowing emotion you can cry when you're happy too but I don't know I just feel like the sad emotion comes a lot easier than it does for like the happy elated feelings
0: that makes sense why do you feel that is for you
1: oh goodness gracious well well that was five years old (laughs) you (laughs) know um that's honestly a question i've really had to like learn recently i'm actually going to therapy right now um something new for me I've just been going for the last uh, yeah the last like few months now and she's asked me tough questions like that we're at the Mm -hmm. self-reflect and I'm like well at the start from the beginning of life and work my way here because I have absolutely no no idea how I got there um I don't know I feel like growing up I was always known as the teardrop or the crybaby and (laughs) so (laughs) I kind of fell into that where it was just easy to be to be crying or to be sad to express my emotions regardless of how I felt, regardless of if I was happy, mad, or sad, I would cry and um, becoming an adult and being labeled like, you know, someone who's emotional. You kind of try to change that, that mm-hmm. change that perspective of people on you. And so you kind of get more concerned about what people think about you than about what you think about yourself and what kind of makes you happy. So,
0: that's, that's huge.
1: That's yeah, huge. it is huge. I feel like that's probably where I am learning about myself in my thirty-something-year-old life <laughs> uh, <laughs> that uh, that being happy is, is something that we say we want, but then when we get it, we kind of, kind of, well, at least for like, speak for myself, I kind of sabotage that, and I do it unconsciously. So, oh,
0: that was going to be one of my questions too. Do you feel like you sabotage your happiness?
1: Oh, all the time that was a conversation literally I just had with my therapist like this past week was about self-sabotage and me sabotaging my happiness and uh not to recap too much of that really awkward conversation but I found myself that I do self-sabotage and I don't feel like I deserve happiness so whenever I get it I feel like it's undeserved so I kind of like try to put like put myself back in my place like oh girl you feel good about yourself Mm-mm. you remember you what put- time that you did, 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 did yeah put yourself right back in that You're like opening spot. so
0: many questions <laughs> that i have <laughs> but i feel like it's, it's i feel like it's oh i feel like i'm loud let me turn this down a little bit <laughs> i feel like i'm yelling at myself um but i feel like it's it's important for me i don't necessarily feel that i self-sabotage myself i feel like i'm i'm naturally a happy person mm. um so it's it's hard for and. Not that it's hard for me to like really be affected by things, but because I'm naturally happy and I let so much stuff slide that it's not really sliding. And someone told me this one of my persons that I used to go to church with a long time ago, he was all like, Oh, I know what your issue is. And I was like, well, he's, that's not that you let things slide. He's all, you just become numb to a lot of things. Mm. Uh, And I was just like, Oh, he's also, those things still bother you, but because you're so numb, you don't, it doesn't affect you until one day when, it's like a volcano. It just piles up and piles up, and then yeah, you you know you either explode or you have. I remember I had like an emotional breakdown. This was like 2017, and I didn't remember this because I this actually why I text David is because I called him and I was crying, and he's like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "I don't even know." Like, like nothing happened that day. Someone texted me like, "Oh, did you do this?" And I was like, "Oh, snaps! I forgot to do that," and I just broke down. But it was yeah. like nothing happened. Um, and I had to call somebody to come in for work for me because I was like, I can't, I can't be here. And I yeah, left and I stayed I in my know. car for a while. And I called him and he actually drove all the way down. Um, surprised me, drove down. I didn't expect that at all because um, people don't do that stuff for me. That's something I would do for people. Um, so it, it really caught me so off guard was a shock for me. Um, So I don't feel like, so again, sabotaging happiness, I don't necessarily think I sabotage happiness, but I think I put other people's happiness above mine, Mm -hmm. um, which in a sense is kind of in a sense sabotaging. Like I don't know how to be joyous when good things happen because like usually when something good happens, the people that I've had around me, like even one of my old really close friends or whatever, like when I got promoted, literally said nothing. I was like, oh, damn, I got the promotion. Didn't say nothing. And then there's been other friends where I've had where I'm like, oh, they're like, oh did you tell him that, you, you know? And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna tell him. They're like, why? I was because like, he's not gonna be happy for me. So okay. it's like, I have to hide my happiness for somebody else because I know that they're not going to to be supportive of it or or be happy with me.
1: So is it like you not trying to make them feel some kind of way? So you exactly. kind of hold in your happiness to exactly. help them in theirs? Exactly.
0: Exactly. So I feel like it's me doing a disservice for myself to try to still keep, in a sense, the peace or keep like, so there's no awkward feelings towards them or something. Yeah. I don't feel sad by them not giving me, you know, kudos or props or anything like that. I just, you know. No,
1: I, I, I get that. I'm I'm the reverse. I I outwardly put happiness out like you would think I'm a happy, cheerful person. At least that's what I think people think of me. Because I always hear the oh Portia's so nice. She's like like I've I've never had like an enemy like from like elementary up until like college years to me as an adult. Like I've never had like enemies so to speak or like You have
0: though yourself
1: exactly that because that is my enemy in order to people please and to help other people feel comfortable I'll make myself feel uncomfortable so I have this external fake happiness so that people don't feel uncomfortable I will do what I can do to make them feel comfortable but I feel like that part of me is I'm being like I feel like I'm being untrue to myself and so Gabby knows it's so interesting that you mentioned about your breakdown and what you went through because I recently went through a breakdown uh, a mental breakdown not that long ago and I uh, feel like piling many things and many emotions not addressing. And it kind of just, my kids weren't at home. My husband was at work. I was home alone in the shower. And all of a sudden, it was just like this overwhelming amount of emotions came over. And I jumped out the shower and I called Gabrielle. And I was like, and I told her how I felt. I told her like my all-time low about how yeah. I was feeling. Like I didn't feel like my life was worth living. And that was a big deal because I don't generally share how I feel about stuff. I'll be the first one to be there for someone else when they go through something, but I'm not the type of person that expresses what I'm going through to someone else because I feel like I would burden someone with, like, I don't want to burden you with what I'm going through because you're going through enough. So tell me what you're going through and I'm going to hold that burden. I'll try to problem solve for you, but I can't problem solve through my own life. Like, I don't want to focus on myself. i rather focus on someone else and help them than to help
0: myself <laughs> yeah I feel like I'm, I'm the opposite in the fact that like if my emotion is being mad I can share that all day um but when it comes to me being sad I don't share it not because I feel like I'm going to burden somebody but because I feel that I'm going to be let down and whoever I share it with is not going to be there for me so without me feeling like let down I just won't share yeah. it so I, I I won't I won't have to go through that emotion or that feeling did you want to join in on the podcast gab <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm trying to connect these AirPod things, and it's not working, so I gave up. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm here. I'm ready.
0: Okay, <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's
1: like, I'm revved and I'm good.
0: Well, I mean, I feel like you've heard kind of what we've been talking about in regards to happiness and how we've either sabotaged it or, or just for myself, uh, put it, you know, on the back burner to make somebody else feel happy. But I'm pretty sure. Well, I know that you can relate to that. Um, but how 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 can you relate to that?
2: Um which, which part? Like <laughs> all of the above. Sorry. Yeah. Because that um, was a
0: loaded question.
2: Yeah, it was a super loaded question. So I was kind of like, I don't know how to answer. Um I think that I think I'm a mixture of, you guys described how um how you guys are uh externally and internally with your happiness. And I feel like I'm in kind of in the middle of that. Um there's been phases of my life where I was just like always angry. And then um, actually, I don't know. Maybe I'll just describe my experience. So like, there's been, there's a long time where I was just always angry. I was always angry. I was always bitter. um, I was always mad. And then when I finally did have genuine joy, it was like a weird feeling. It was like, like, what is this? Like an unknown, um, an unknown feeling that I didn't, I wasn't really um, aware of. And it was like, I would have to tell myself, um, you're using more energy to be mad than you are to feel good. And then when I feel good, I'm like, I feel like there's something wrong with me. It's very weird.
1: No, I can relate to that part of feeling like, there's something wrong with you when you feel good I feel like like um like it's a placebo effect like oh I feel good I this must not be real or uh, it's not gonna last very long something bad's about to happen I get really anxious like oh my something bad's about to happen like I'm about to uh something's about to like pop up be like oh psych and you know I'm either gonna be like bamboozled or I'm gonna find out that what I thought was good is not like yeah, I, I sometimes I just wait for something bad to happen. It's like, okay, this is good. Let's see how long this lasts.
2: Yeah, I do that too. Like, um, I was on, I was on antidepressants for, I want to say close to three years. And then I weaned off and, um, and then I, I just, uh, I realized that I needed, I needed some sort of like supplement to counteract, but I didn't want to go back on antidepressants again. Mm. So I started taking like this mood supplement and I think it's really helped my mood. And it's like, when I miss a day, I can tell.
4: Mm. What, what supplement not, um, is that?
2: It's not that it's called um, super you it's uh. by moon juice.
0: I have no reason to ask because I remember someone told me about that recently. I don't have that necessarily that issue with my emotions, um, but every now and again, and ironic as this is, it only happens every two years in June. Go figure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, there's a pattern, something, I don't know if something happened that I suppressed in June. I don't know, but um, <laughs> it only happens in June, which is so weird. Um, Cause I had one. 2019 at my job um and I took a week off because I was just like and I really like there was no source of it and that's when I found the artist Samo, and like listening to his music made me realize kind of what the issue was because I'm just like oh I can relate to that I can relate to that Mm -hmm. I can relate to that too Mm -hmm. um and it was because I was Mm -hmm. putting myself off and putting myself to the back burner so when you say that um, mm-hmm. emotionally, I know that there's like these gummies that someone was telling me about and they said that they've they've helped their anxiety and you can buy them over the counter and, and stuff. So um, I, I don't know if this is the same thing that you're taking or whatever, but I, I hear that the mm-hmm. stuff does help, not necessarily to make you happy, um, but to mm-hmm. to lighten your moods or you know help you deal with certain things.
2: Yeah, I, I suffer from severe anxiety and um the reason why i was taking those antidepressants was cuz i was going through a very hard time in my life and i i felt like i was ready to wean myself off but then once i weaned myself off for a few months i'm like oh, okay there's something something needs to like settle in my brain cuz yeah. <laughs> i'm getting grumpy <laughs> <laughs> see i am um, but i
1: reverse. That's funny. Oh, don't, don't no go ahead, Gabby. I'm not trying to cut you off. Go ahead, girl.
2: I lost my train of thought.
1: They got <laughs> it I am so sorry.
2: I was just it's trying okay. to coincide with you. I'm like, oh yeah,
1: it's yeah, okay. I know what you mean. <laughs> Ruined your thoughts. Do you so think sorry.
0: that happiness is found in 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 like substance or, or a pill or even liquor or
1: mm, I don't think it's found in it. I think it could help either suppress that feeling or it will get you distracted. Um, and the same thing, like with medicine, what I was saying is I'm reverse. I just start taking antidepressant medication um, and which is crazy. Cause I never thought I was depressed. I knew I have anxiety. Like I know I am an anxious person and I know I have like panic attacks and all that, that I've been known. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually I know how to cope through without medication. So when my psychiatrist put me, she's like, I'm gonna put you in depressants. I'm like, uh, I'm not depressed, lady. I'm I'm anxious. There's a difference. Because I always told like, you know, depression is when you reflect on the past versus being anxious or anxiety has you focus on the future. And I always considered myself focused on the future or the unknown because I don't like unknowns or variables.
2: You and, like surprises?
1: Yeah, I don't like surprise. Oh, no, I do not like surprises. It could be a good surprise. Like if you're going to surprise me, it literally has to be I have no idea you're going to surprise me like like if you're going to if you want to buy me a gift and a surprise, it has to be like, I don't know until the moment you put that gift in my hand that you have a gift for me. Like <laughs> I can't do surprises. I, I don't. I, I have a control issue with that. Like I need to know what's going on. I need to have a plan A, B and C. I need to make sure I know what's going on. So for me to have, like, a medication, like, for depression, like, I don't reflect on my past. I don't even think about my past. I can't even remember my past. Like, I just, like, for me, it's, like, I blocked so much of the past me or what happened in my life that I didn't realize that it was seeking out of me in other things that I was doing. So, anywho, they put me on some Cymbalta, mm-hmm. which I've been taking for, like, almost a year now. And exactly. it's not a cure-all by any means, but it has helped me
4: mm-hmm.
1: with... My downward spirals of I like me clockwork every Sunday, every Sunday, for whatever reason, I go into this really dark depression mode. Like, I just it's always on a Sunday. And I was trying to figure out why I was talking to my therapist about it. And I was like, the only thing I could think of is that on Sundays, my home and my husband's home from work. So, Generally, he can help with the kids. I don't have them by myself like I do on a Saturday. Saturday, I'm busy. I'm like, go, go, go. We got to clean. We got to do this. I got to keep it. I got a five-year-old. I got to keep him entertained. Versus on a Sunday, my husband's home. He's doing that. He's helping with you know breakfast and lunch and doing whatever, taking my son out to go ride his bike. I don't have to. So I have that time I to really like reflect. reflect. And then when I reflect, for, it's like everything from the week. Like either from work, from personal life. It all seems to just like flood my head on a Sunday and then all of a sudden I just find myself like this little dark place where I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm super anxious about everything. So since I've been taking the medication, it's helped with that. And when I don't take my medication, I notice that I start going into that like that darkness Sunday. Um so yeah, that is just, it's funny when we're talking about routines and stuff, we're talking about like, you know, something happening on a specific day. I didn't know until recently why I was doing that. And then I kind of have to ask myself, like, what makes me feel comfortable of crying in my bed, not wanting to get out on a Sunday than I can't do during a Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday kind of thing. So that's what how I'm of, How does be.
0: happiness feel for you guys?
2: Um... uh, I don't know. Trippy. It feels trippy. It feels, uh, surreal. It feels, um, like I get, um, my heart starts to like race, you know? And then I'm like, wait, what's going on? Is this anxiety or is this happiness? Um, yeah, it kind of feels like that.
1: Yeah, I can relate to that. I think sometimes happiness feels a little bit in the moment of having happiness. feels like mm-hmm. relief a little bit. So when you're happy, it kind of feels like a relief of pressure. Like whatever would have been making me feel like the opposite. Like if happiness was, I don't know, like going to see my grandparents haven't seen in a while it's the opposite feeling of what I feel when I miss them. It's just that kind of re- that release where whatever that anxiety was of not seeing them, that anxiety, that one alone, feels like that burden has dropped for a little bit with that happiness. Like I feel happiness. I don't have that particular weight that I had before. It feels like a weight is lifted. But then at the same time, it's it's kind of like, okay, well, this can't last forever. But-
0: So it, it's it to me, it sounds like you guys don't, it's like you don't remember or don't really know how happiness feels anymore because it's been so so long in a sense
1: so then when you do head, yeah
0: when you do feel a sense of happiness you like this could be happiness but it may not be so I'm just going to push it off or, or you know sabotage it because it could be like what's the saying like the there's a saying about the, the chair fa- that's not the saying I don't know what the saying is but something falling from under you <laughs>
1: yeah it it does uh i feel like i live my 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 happiness is living vicariously vicariously through other people by making them happy i feel like my happiness comes from taking care of my kids or my husband you know being happy with you know like having a good day like or my parent like buying a gift for my mom or something special that she didn't expect coming like to see them being happy is what makes me happy and I call it like a a fake cup being full like I can't fill my own cup but I get my cup full from other people they pour into my cup like my love language is words like people saying things to me like positive things but then when it comes to the devil's advocate is that although I need that the words that love confirmations although I receive them I don't necessarily believe them so it's like a phantom cup being full like you're filling my cup but my cup's actually not being filled like i think i feel like it is okay. and i'm i'm having my cup like filled with a bucket but there's a hole at the bottom of my bucket like it's never getting full like i see it it looks full and then i check back out and it's empty like that kind of thing where it's like a fake cup being full like
4: why,
0: why don't you believe what people tell you ah uh,
1: apparently i have imposter syndrome crazy talk to your therapist what is I, that? I have imposter syndrome <laughs> because like I said, how people always say Porsche is nice and Porsche is yeah. this, that. I don't believe them because internally I feel like I'm not a nice person. I feel like although I'm outwardly a nice person, that my internal brain or what what goes off in Porsche's brain is that. not nice.
0: So basic, so let me, so it's kind of like yeah. when you're in a relationship with somebody and they want you to be somebody else. So you go down and you be all, everything that that person is, but then it, so you can be with that person. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, you're really not happy because you're not who you are. So yeah. with you, you're basically being everything that everybody thinks you are and wants you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's what you portray to them. So when they tell you that, oh, you're this person, you're this person, you don't really believe it because this is what you're putting on for them, not because you're doing it for yourself.
1: Exactly. I'm i am trying to be there for people, for them or not for myself, and I don't. I don't believe it, or I don't think I'm a nice person. I think Portia's thoughts could be quite bad or evil. So I portray being someone that I'm not, and um, and although there's parts of me that I think are nice because I do sincerely care. Like that's one of my traits. Like if I have to say something positive about myself, what I can say is that I love to help, and I am a problem fixer. Like it will bug me if you have a problem and I can't fix it for you because I want to see you happy, but. But at the same time, I feel like I'm not I'm I pretend to be someone I'm not. And I felt like the most honest I've been about how I feel is when I was going through depression, because then I didn't have the energy of pretending
0: on
4: the facade.
1: Nope. I didn't have the energy for it. It was like, I was so depleted that you got the honest to God Porsche response. Like it wasn't, it wasn't fake or it wasn't, it wasn't sugar-coated or I didn't say it in a way to protect your feelings. It was just honest to God. This is how I feel. And, but in saying that I've noticed that has been the best for me. And even in my marriage, because communication with my husband has been better because I've been just say exactly how I feel versus sugarcoating it or saying it the way I think someone wants to receive it. And because nine mm. times out of ten, I say it in a way that I think you would receive it better, but I I'm wrong because obviously I don't I don't mm. know how you're gonna receive something. I'm not you, but I always say something in a way that I think the other person will receive it that it won't hurt them or it won't offend them. So I kind of tiptoeing around something to make sure I could say it to you that it's palatable to you. But then I found out that that's actually more harmful mm-hmm. because I'm speaking to you the way I wish someone would speak to me and mm-hmm. you're not receiving it that way.
4: You're
0: like so, spoon feeding them.
1: Exactly. And no one wants to be spoon fed. No. And I I'm learning that it's, it's taking some time, taking some therapy, taking some God love, but uh, it, it, it's getting there. Well,
0: let me just play another song and then we can lead way into the next topic. Um, this one, I feel like you can relate to this is Tori Kelly, who I love down. Um,
5: it's so easy to lose all the meaning of who you are what is your definition of a true superstar is it beauty is it money is it power is it fame are you in it for the glory what's the purpose what's the gain everything you ever wanted got you tied up in chains be careful how you play the game because the same things that chose you are the same things that own you the same thing that built you is the same thing that kills you the same ones that praise you are the same ones that hate you funny how it all goes around if you lose your soul you lose lose it all If you're at the top Then brace for the fall Surrounded by faces But no one to call Funny how it all goes around If you lose your soul You lose it all If you're at the top Then brace for the fall Surrounded by faces But no one to call Funny how it all goes around If you look through a microscope at this messed up world You would see every scratch, every flaw, every ounce of dirt Your so-called friends, you're leaning on, but all they do is take You say it's fine, but deep inside you wish you could escape Everything you ever wanted got you tied up in chains Be careful how you play the game Cause the same ones that shun you are the same ones that love you The same words that break you are the same words that shape you The same rules that blind you are the same rules that guide you
0: how it all goes I love that song, especially the second verse. I'm just going to read the words. Um, <laughs> it says, if you look through a microscope at this messed up world, you will see every scratch, every flaw, every ounce of dirt. Your so-called friends. You're leaning on, but all they do is take. You say it's fine, but deep inside you wish you could escape. Everything that you ever wanted got you tied up in change. Be careful how you play the game, because the same ones that shun you, are the same ones that love you. The same words that break you are the same words that shape you. The same rules that blind you are the same rules that guide you. Funny how it all goes around. Um, and I wanted to play this song to leeway into this thing because I know that you guys have both gone through divorces and and trying to navigate your life after those things. But it, it's how she says in the song like, um, Uh, where's the one part Uh, I just said it right now everything you wanted got you tied up in chains so like when you guys think of marriage and think of this whole beautiful thing you think that oh I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person this is going to go down this way and this is what you wanted but at the same time it's the thing that has you tied up in chains like you feel trapped in a certain situation Um, I don't know how I ain't ever been married don't plan on getting married anytime soon if ever, (laughs) Um, but if it does happen to happen to me, um, how, how did you guys, did you guys ever felt like you were trapped or you were tied up in chains, even though this is what you had wanted at some time, you realized that this isn't what, what I want anymore. Like, how was it navigating to that, navigating through that? And how were you able to, to try to be happy in spite of everything that was going wrong, whether it be for your kids or for just, you know? yourself
2: um yeah I felt trapped I I felt trapped for multiple reasons I felt um i <laughs> I felt like I was walking in hell at moments I even described this to like my family one time we had like a family meeting um And I basically said, like, I felt like I was an, like, I felt like I was like an angel walking through hell and these demons were just trying to grab me and trying to hold on to me and trying to suck me into their energy, which like, you know, I, I was almost there. Uh, So, yeah, I really resonate with that. Um, For me,
1: I kind of felt helpless in my previous marriage. Um, Just because of the circumstances that happened. Long story short, short, um, my ex-husband, we were high school sweethearts, and... um, I had moved to seven, I'm from the Bay area and I had to move to Southern California with family and was going to school and stuff down there. So it was a long distance relationship and he ended up having, we got engaged and supposed to like, he was in the military and we were supposed to, you know, get married and all that jazz. And then, um, at some point he made friends with this female and, um, had child with this female and. I was ready to call it quits pretty much. Cause I'm like 21 at this point. Yes. Young married call that what it is. But, um, I, for whatever reason, I think selfishly for myself, I was like, I just need to see him one more time for closure since we live long distance. Cause we were together at that point for like four or five years. We were together since we were like 16, um, I was like, I just need closure at this point. Cause he was my best friend before my, my husband and, or my fiance. Cause we weren't married at this point yet. We were engaged and I saw him and <laughs> we did that thing. <laughs> and then I ended up pregnant with my daughter, which was not, not what I thought was going to happen. Cause at that point when I had my daughter, I didn't want to get any, I didn't want kids. Um, I love kids. I wanted to be a teacher, but I didn't necessarily want to have kids for myself. And um, we end up, he he and that person he was with said that it was a, a one night stand kind of thing. Like she called me and said, you know, it's a one night stand, we were drunk or whatever. As a woman, I'm coming to you, blah, blah, blah. So I forgave him and we proceeded to get married or whatever. And I knew he was gonna have another kid with someone else. And I'm pregnant at this point. And, and then I we get married in Southern California, have this whole big wedding. And then after we get married, I'm supposed to move back up north because we're supposed to get a house because he's like in the military at this point. So we're supposed to get a house together. And then he disappears and haven't heard from him. And he like disappears off the face of the earth. And I'm like six months pregnant at this point. Come to find out he moved in with a girl and that they both lied to me that it wasn't a one night stand. It actually was an everyday stand. And manipulated through them both so I felt hopeless because the person I thought I could depend on let me down and then the girl played a game for I don't know what reason and um, I kind of was pregnant I'm 21 and I was working for the school district but I already had to quit my job because I was supposed to be moving to up north it's already put in my notice and I'm like, <laughs> what job is going to hire me at this point with school? I'm about to have pop and have a baby. And I kind of had nowhere to live. And I moved in with a family friend, bless her heart. And, but at that time I just felt like hopeless. Like I just I felt like I couldn't catch a break. Like I just felt like I was going to bring this child and to drama. And it, it was very, a lot to experience for being that young and, I'm sure I could have done things differently to have prevented my heartache and pain. But when you're that young, you don't, you don't know how to navigate relationships like that or situations and you rely a lot on your heart than on uh, like on your mind, so to speak, your heart takes over so young and makes you make decisions versus at least for myself, it could be different for other 20 year olds, but that's where I was. I was already not in a good emotional place as it was. And I felt like, I just felt like there was no hope for me. Like I had God, and I really, really, really relied heavy on His guidance at that point. That's
0: deep. That's really deep. I'm glad that you shared that. I feel like there's so many people out here that can to relate to similar situations. Um, with going on the theme of happiness, um, do you feel that that happiness is a learned emotion? Do you feel that your parents can teach you what happiness is? I say that and ask that because I know that I know some people that say like when they get sad, they go buy themselves things. And that's because when they were young and they got hurt or they were sad, their parents would buy them things. So they keep up that routine. So they're buying themselves happiness in reality that's still not really happy. So do you feel that that's something that happiness is taught?
2: Um, I think so. I think, I think that happiness is taught like just kind of down to the, even down to like self-care, like, um, self-care when you do self-care and you do everything that makes you feel good for yourself, like that just will automatically make you happy. And I didn't know what self-care was until like recently, which is funny because when I see other people do self-care, I feel like they're being selfish. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah. that they're, they're doing things to like, you know, build themselves up and make them feel better. When I, when I was doing like a, a heavy routine of self-care, um, it, it wasn't it wasn't because I, it came from the, like, a wrong place. It came from, like, a, a like, a place of, like, like, I know I'm the bomb. No, but <laughs> I get bomb. what you're saying, oh, Gabriel. like,
1: when you, when you were doing self-care, you were doing it because you were selfishly, out of like, spite. yeah.
2: I was doing it out of spite. Um, I was doing it out of, like, out of a spiteful I deserve this because you fucked up not because I was doing it to make myself feel good it just came it stemmed from the wrong place and like so like now (laughs) now even like doing self-care it's so funny because like now when I do it I have to like force myself to do it but then when I do it I'm like oh that made me feel so much better (laughs) yeah but um
0: do you do self care? Uh, but I think that, yeah, it's. I'm sorry, continue, me? Gab. No, no, no. I know you do.
1: <laughs> I don't do self care. No, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I literally had to, Gabrielle literally drove out here when I had my breakdown. She literally drove out here to help me gather myself. And, like, took me the next day to get my a pedicure and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to do self-care. You're going to take care of yourself. You're going to do things for yourself. And I I always felt like she, like, it was selfish of me to do that, like, to self-care. Because why mm-hmm. buy for myself that I could buy for my kids? Or why put money in my, spend money on myself when I could do something nice for my grandmother? Or, you know, take, you know, like, do something else for somebody else. Like, why, why am I making myself the focus of, of feeling better. And to get back to your question regarding, like, can happiness be taught, like, even to your kids? I feel like you can't teach your kids happiness, but you can teach your kids how to recognize their happiness. Like, if there's something that they like doing that makes them happy, you can let them know that's what happiness feels like. If you have a passion for coloring and drawing and that, you know, that's what you look forward to doing it makes you it makes you feel a certain way of um like a relief or a stress reliever then that's their form of happiness like lean into that kind of so to speak so I don't I feel like you can teach your kids true happiness or how what it feels like so that's what they they crave when they get older is like that's what it feels like to be happy that's what whenever whenever I do something I want that feeling um the buying things like that that is teaching someone how to feel momentary happiness but I don't know if it's necessarily true happiness it might be true happiness for some people but I feel like it's fleeting because that that can't last forever you have to that means you can only have happiness as long as you have money because you have to have money in order to buy yourself something to be happy like you're that happiness dependent on something else I feel like true happiness shouldn't be dependent on something else it's just something that you do that gives you a sense of joy
0: and can you find happiness in somebody else I mean you've expressed that's how you were doing it before
1: I don't feel like it's true happiness I feel and like I was just gonna ask
0: my next question do you feel that that's true
1: happiness it's not then? it's not true happiness like, it, it can keep you going for a while it can it like <laughs> my therapist gave it like she's like it's like you you're swimming in a pool and it's a very long pool and people are shouting positive things at you and it's motivating you to keep going but that doesn't mean you're not tired She's like, they'd be like, go oh, ahead, Porsche. you can do it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just swim a little bit. Farther. And you're like doggy pedaling. Your head's be- yeah. barely afloat. But because they're telling you you can do it, you're like, I got it. I got it. And then you slow down and you're tired and you have to take a break. So it's not like, it's not true feeling of happiness just because they're- I get they're...
0: the analogy, but it don't work for me. You know, I can't swim. I
4: <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even that. gonna hold
0: you, but- <laughs> -hmm. I'm just sorry,
1: I'm sorry I'm just having flashbacks (laughs) to see I was like, Have you ever seen Terry in the pool? No,
0: (laughs) (laughs) no, that doesn't mean I've never gotten in the pool. I just don't get around with everybody around,
1: like family parties. You'd be, yeah, nope.
0: Um, one, I'd be too fashionable to get in the pool, like uh that is on purpose. (laughs) Uh You look too good to be
1: in the pool, Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. that's on purpose. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. It'd be like 130 degrees out there, but I I got a nice turtleneck on, like looking, trying to <laughs> trying to look cute, knowing damn well I'm burning up.
1: <laughs> we max some salad on right? <laughs> Fashion statement. Oh man, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know what happiness feels like. I just I don't do enough to get it. I don't. I I I, I and that's my own fault. That? What was that?
0: How do you change that?
1: how how are you
0: going to change
1: that man that that's the hard part is I know what I'm supposed to do but I just don't I'm too damn stubborn and I don't do it I'm such a stubborn person um I was told my assignment my homework assignment from therapy is to do self-affirmations and to tell myself I'm worth happiness and I'm worth feeling good and that um I deserve it and that everyone deserves it and it's not like because when she's like oh you deserve to be happy Portia you deserve to be happy it's like thank you she's like it's not a compliment it's like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm not giving a compliment she's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> she's like everyone deserves to be happy she's like including you so she sent me like this nice little article and things and it's so funny because like not like oh, I study psychology, but like my major was psychology in college. So a lot of the things that I talked to her about, I know about, and I know like that is mm. the the things that they suggest you do or programs or therapies. And I'm just like, that's great. I I would suggest that for someone else, but I'm that point one percent that it doesn't work for. Like yeah, that's just I how that. I go into things. Like I'm that I'm that percentage where yeah, it just won't work. Like that's there's like a role- I tried.
0: The affirmation thing I wrote them on my mirror, and I was like, okay, every time I look in the mirror, I'm gonna read it, you know. And I look in the mirror often. I wrote them on the mirror. I've never, <laughs> I've never you once never read that them. Loud? <laughs>
4: you just never have it on the mirror, one-
0: say Yes, it? I, the only time I did it was when I wrote it out, <laughs> like, <laughs> ne- like it just. I was like, who has time to do this every day? <laughs>
4: Everybody
1: got time for that?
0: Yeah, I seriously, I'll listen to you know Kurt Franklin if I want to be happy, like. Right.
1: <laughs> I will tell you that that's like that's funny. Like no. every time I listen to like a gospel song, or I'll be in the car. Like there is was, um, it was Kirk Franklin. I cannot think of the song that was on, but I was listening to it. Uh- on the radio and I just felt happy and I start crying because it made me think mm-hmm. of all the things that God's done in my life like through everything I've been through God's always came through like like yeah. I've always he always come through for me and I just like felt that happiness like thank you Jason like you know we just like start putting your hands <laughs> in the air you. like yes yes, okay. yes.
0: there's yes. this um there's this song by Mary Mary called um yesterday I don't know if you guys have heard it and I remember them doing an interview I was probably like 12 or 13 well we were probably like that age and um damn that song is old as hell <laughs> <laughs> when you start thinking about stuff like damn, that came out when I, I remember it because I was walking to we had there's a Kmart by my house. It's it's like it's something else now, but I remember walking there and I remember wa- seeing this interview and they're like, "Yeah, if you really listen to this song, that you really it's gonna make you cry because you're gonna go through it and remember that yesterday, like you know, all your problems are behind mm-hmm. you now." And I was like, "I ain't gonna make." No, I remember thinking that I ain't gonna make nobody cry. So oh, to, I
1: know a song you're talking about. Okay. Yes. yes, yes. So yes,
0: I'm yes. walking to um, Kmart and I'm listening to the song and I just start tearing up like. <laughs> Um, and I was like, damn, they was right. <laughs> like, um, but no, like certain music, and I feel like the reason why I knew that I was breaking down that like no matter what song I would listen to, nothing would work anymore. Mm. Um, like it, I just didn't want to listen to music. And I listen to music all day, every day. I'd be listening to it right now if I wasn't on here with you, but technically I still am because I'm playing songs. <laughs> um but yeah, and it just, that's how I know that I, when music's not helping anymore, that's how I know that I I need some help. I need to go, you know, get a God. drink or something. <laughs> Take the air yeah. job. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, man,
1: that's how I got this one glass of wine right here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it, sometimes it's needed. You know, I'm not saying to drink your, drink your problems away or anything like that, but sometimes it's just, it, especially wine. It's like, it's, it soothes you.
1: It does, it's an appreciation, like, we have a glass of wine, it's more like, I've been sipping on this for, like, I don't know how long, but it's just, like, those are the few things that I do that I just, like, take a sip, and I'm like, oh, I like the flavor, <laughs> brings mm-hmm. back memories to me and Gabrielle's days when we used to just sit so, and drink wine and tea, yeah.
0: So get some frozen fruit and put mm-hmm. it in your wine, so if you're drinking, like, a red wine, I would say, like, berries, blackberries or raspberries, something like that,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and instead up, because some people put ice or some people chill their wine, don't do that. Keep it warm, room temperature, and then put your frozen fruit in there. And then the frozen fruit will start to—it'll make you drink cold, and it'll start to um, not dissolve because it's not a pill, but it'll thaw out. And then the flavors from the fruit also go into the wine I'm telling you it's amazing okay
1: I'll do that if my kids will stop silly stilling, like we put like frozen berries in the refrigerator and my uh-huh. kids be taking it out and snacking on it and every time <laughs> I'm like oh I'm gonna give me some frozen berries there ain't left <laughs> I'm gonna hide it in the back of the freezer <laughs> this is why I don't have kids <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: oh,
0: I love man. kids don't get me wrong I do I know they wish love have kids yeah I do wish to have kids one day at least one but that, that ain't today. I, I haven't, you know, built my empire yet. No, that's Um,
1: okay. I'm all down for You gotta do what you gotta do. I used to be like, Oh, you should have kids. And now I'm like, you take your time, do what you gotta do. (laughs) No, So I
0: read something today that made me feel so like, yes, Uh, (laughs) just like that. So I read that the average person doesn't start their actual career until they're 35.
1: I believe it. And I said, I said, that
0: made me feel good. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well then I'm d- I'm on the right track. <laughs> like, yeah,
2: you are. You I got you two are. more years. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> I got <me> like one. <laughs> I got two years. Yeah, Dang. but
0: I'm, that made me feel good though. I was just like, okay, that's good. Like I, then I'm on the right path because real, like I've researched this recently that technically, um, you're not really fully. Your brain hasn't fully morphed, or fully, you're not a full adult my brain wise until you're 30 I believe it um some people used to say like oh like that's why I don't agree with some some of these kids that get tried as adults when they're like 17 or 18 because like people change like some of the things that you do when you're a kid like you would never do when you're an adult
1: yeah
0: um and yeah me you know, me,
1: mari- me my first marriage that would never happen <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> but it's
0: true so like they say that like 25 or so, and that's a logical age because usually when you have a mental illness, you don't you may not find out until you're 25. If you go to the age of 25 Mm -hmm. and nothing shows up, then you probably not to say that you're normal because mental illness is normal, but just to say that like you know, like you're clear from that, you're probably just gonna get diabetes or something. Like
1: (laughs) facts. No, it's it's true. I mean I knew I had anxiety disorder in my twenties just mm-hmm. because panic attacks and stuff. There's you, in going to school for psychology, I kind of self-diagnosed myself at that point, mm-hmm. but me being 30 <laughs> years old, um, <laughs> I, I by me being told like, yeah, you, you have anxiety disorder, you have anxious disorder. And then you also have, uh, you know, the imposter syndrome. Like these are mm-hmm. things that I would never, ever known being younger, or I don't think I would have accepted it. I don't, I don't think for me personally, there's other people that are more accepting. And I know that mental health is much more of a topic of conversation now than it used to be. But in my twenties, it would be like, you know, big girls don't cry, figure Mm -hmm. it out. You know, you are the reason why you're in your situation kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like it was always made about like, you need to fix it. And I would have never, ever, thought that i had, you know, other mental health issues and mental health runs in parts of our family and yeah it just it's it's a big thing and mental health is so, such an important thing that i'm glad it is becoming normal conversations now i
0: feel like everybody has some level of mental illness at some yeah. at some point i mean even like cuz there's like seven different types of depression so what's, you know, what we normally think or what they teach us is that, like, if you're freaking can't work or can't do anything, then that means you're depressed, which is not necessarily true. There's functional people that are, I mean, you're very functional. So, I'm,
1: yeah, I have functional anxiety. Exactly, um, so. I can I can work through anxiety like I can have a panic attack and I could still have like a business meeting through it. I'll just be. Finicky, or my hands will twitch a lot, and I'll have it in a point where you can't see it. But internally, I'm having a panic attack. But outwardly, I'm talking completely normal, and I seem like I'm fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've only had anxiety twice in my life, and I remember the two times. One of them when I was I was overthinking about like what happens after I die? (laughs) Like, I remember I was going on the way to high school and I started to almost hyperventilate because I was thinking like, what what happens next? I never thought that hard about that ever again. Um, And the second time, yeah, the second time um, I had did something that I felt was right, that I needed to tell my friend what I did um, because it had to do with him. And I was like, I just don't know how to, how he's going to react to this. And, and then it's funny because I finally told him, he's like, Oh, well, I understand why you did it. And I'm like, you do? (laughs) And he was like, yeah. And I was like, so you're not mad. And he's like, no, I'm not mad. That scared me even more. So (laughs) I'm like, if he's not mad, then he's about to do something to me. (laughs) Because anybody would be mad. Granted, I did it for the right reasons. And I did it, you know, it was like, behind his back something, but it was to help some like his son or yeah. something so like i did it for the right reasons but like i was like you're not obs-. like that scared me like yeah. <laughs> um but um hey we're not friends anymore but that's another story <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with what i did <laughs> <laughs> have you guys um ever realized that i mean you've said it earlier Portia, when gab was having like technical difficulties that you felt that and um, sometimes you realize that y- sometimes you're the problem like you're you're the issue you sabotage your own happiness you sabotage your stuff your stuff mm-hmm. um how do you stop becoming the issue and blocking your happiness
1: um i feel like i have to be more self-aware and not just accept it. Cause I'm the type of person where I know my flaws. There's nothing someone could tell me. I don't know about myself. So that's what makes it more complicated trying to fix myself because mm-hmm. it's not like, I don't outside of like, Oh, you, <laughs> you have imposters, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, that's something I didn't know. But if it comes down to like my flaws, like I know I'm stubborn. I know mm-hmm. I'm hard headed. I know, I know what makes Portia tick. And there's nothing, so I can't, someone can never tell me about myself. I know everything about myself, the good and the bad I know. And because I do, it's hard to fix that problem of self-sabotage because it's like, oh, Portia, you know who you are, you know, you know how you, you know, you know, you know, you don't need to be happy. You know, you don't deserve it. You know, you're a terrible person. Like yeah. it's just, it's hard when my internal voice is louder than anything else.
0: It's kind of like when you're drinking, I don't know if you've had this, when you drink through a straw sometimes and you're like, okay, I need to save a little bit of juice, but then you end up drinking all of it and you don't mean to because you can't just stop sucking the straw. (laughs)
1: Like, wow, that cup is already empty. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like, I feel that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. I'm at the point where I'm trying to figure out how to stop self-sabotaging and I guess it has to do with self-love and believing that i'm good and that i'm not a bad person and that i will make
0: you a bad person
1: i feel like my thoughts make me a bad person because my thoughts be thinking (laughs) okay let's just be honest okay so like for instance i'm externally a nice person and things like that but like if you piss me off to the point of pissing me off. That I'm mm-hmm. gonna tell you about yourself and not tell you about yourself at a point where I'm just being like ugly, but I'm gonna point out the shit that's wrong with you the reason why you ain't got friends, the reason why you're having trouble <laughs> in your life. Like, on a like, I self diagnosed you through my my book and I found all things that are wrong with you. Click, 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 click. You need to get this checked, you need to get this taken care of, and it will never be like me trying to be malicious it's just like I remember the way that you hurt me and I'm gonna make you feel the way you make me feel I don't do that very often but I do that a lot in my head I might not say it but oh, okay. Portia in her head has filed it away and I remember so you walk away like like that's. I think like- you know what help you <laughs> what's that
0: is you should get on our phone calls when Gabrielle and I talk because we talk shit all the time on the (laughs) phone. And it'll be a way for you to release what you're thinking and you won't be judged because we're doing it too.
1: That's what I used to be able to do with Gabby. Like when we used to live together, it was just so easy because I just felt like I wasn't being judged. Like, Mm -hmm. Like I would talk about how I felt and it was just like, oh, girl, I th- yeah, I feel that way, too. And it was just like that. Whatever. Because me and Gabrielle <laughs> are different personalities. Like, we are different. We're, like, always get called sisters because we look like sisters, I guess, or did mm-hmm. look like sisters. I don't know. But, like, but our personalities are different. Who said so y'all
0: different. look like sisters, white people? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, because you know yeah. how to
2: yes every time all we went black to the grocery store yeah. they'd be like oh y'all sisters well, like, yeah. no um, we're like our cousins because we're high yellow we have yeah. high <laughs> yellow yeah. high yellow with
1: glasses that look pretty similar walking around the grocery store
4: yeah
2: so hair. it had
0: to be a white person I'm just <laughs> not that y'all couldn't have been sisters but i'm just saying
1: <laughs> that's that central coast stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but i feel like the difference of our personality always worked well like we were like that well balanced between each other but yeah I do I need to be better at reaching out to friends because I keep my circle really close just because like I was telling uh Terry off airs so I'm a very like private person like this is the most that I ever talked the fact that this other people going to hear this is a big deal for me because like <laughs> I generally don't like I don't I don't like to be judged and not in mm-hmm. a sense like I think I'm too good to be judged but I care what people think about me like I don't even have to know who you are but you your care. opinion about me matters to me And I will change myself to fit what you, you know, to fit what you think that that should be Yeah, fit the mold. Yeah. So that's why I don't post a lot on Instagram. You don't see me posting a lot. If I do, it's about like my bunnies or my kids or something. But it's because like, I just think Porsche is not good enough. So I don't want to give you something to make judgment about. Like, I don't want you, I don't want to feed your dislike of me or whatever, if that makes sense. So I'm very private. I don't share a lot. I only find myself reaching out to people is when I'm at the point where I'm at a dark spot and I need a little bit of sunshine or I know I can't help myself and I know I'm not being rational because I think I'm a very rational person and I Mm -hmm. try to think very rationally. And if I feel I'm being irrational, I'll reach out to people that I know who could bring me back down to size. And I'm sure Gabrielle can speak on that, but I feel like she's seen me at my lowest points and um has helped me a lot get through that and remember what happiness is like we've done it
2: for each other though yes we've we've both gone through some very very wild times in our lives I think I think that you and I have um just individually gone through very like just crazy experiences but We've been like through those crazy experiences. We've been there for each other through them. Yes, it's kind of like a um, it um, has balanced each other out. Like, yeah, it's balanced each other out. It's weird you being so far away. Yeah, it's um, it's hard because I think we made each other like our like our crutches. Mm. Mm -hmm. and then and then um and then we like you know you you guys moved away which I was so happy for you and um and it was almost like it was almost like God was like all right bitch you gotta you gotta handle some shit by yourself for a little (laughs) bit you know Mm -hmm. you need to you need to feel this by yourself and damn i i felt it yeah I, I felt it i like just going just going through like um just going through the divorce by myself and then just watching people fall off like from left to right to the point where you just like you feel com- like not completely alone because i had um i had my small circle up here um but, you know, it just got like really lonely, like to feel like everyone you knew before in your previous life had disappeared. I mean, besides like you two and a few other family members, but, you know, losing family, losing friends, um, it was really hard, but I needed that though. Yeah. I, um, you've grown
1: so much too, Gab. Like you have grown so much from where you were. When we live with each other to like now and how strong you are, like, I know you said we're a crutch, but it really showed how much you could do things on your own. Like you didn't need someone else to help you along. Like you figured shit out that most people would fall, not most, but a lot of people would fall under pressure about like, it was hard and it was hard for me to see you go through that and not be there to help you because I felt like I knew so much more than a lot of people did that were for the outside looking in. And it was just like like no, right. you have no idea. Like you have no idea what she's going through. You have no idea what she's dealt with. I've seen it. I've lived there and you know. Right. And I'm not the type of person because I don't talk smack about people. That's one thing I don't do. Like I don't even talk trash about your ex just because you know we were like this close family while I was out there and um at the same time I will tell someone when they're wrong and like and I think we did that for each other like I've told that I told him when I thought he was wrong I've told you when I thought you're wrong and you told me when you knew I was doing something wrong or the way it was just it was nice that we had each other to to help each other but we didn't like and um disable each other like we didn't like let us be like wallowing our self-pity together It was right. like no bitch get your shit together uh, you wrong for that <laughs> you need right. to stop doing that you need to fix that it ain't all but it was just it was nice to be like called out on our stuff and also be supported at the same time because that is something that I noticed that I need is like I can't have anyone babysit my feelings like although I'm an emotional person I can't be babysitted I just need you to be honest with me because again surprisingly, me
0: more often than because <laughs> you know i'll be honest
1: <laughs> well that's not what i need because although i'm the emotional person people think they have to protect my feelings because like oh Persia, uh, she's so fragile she's so sweet you gotta- you're not fragile i'm not fragile and i need you to be straight up and honest with me because like i said i don't like surprises i don't want to guess what's on your mind and i don't want to guess what you're thinking i need you to be honest with me because- i feel like
0: sometimes i have to tone it down like for me like when I- i'll tell people and some people say like you're too honest I'm like oh you're too sensitive (laughs) but I'm just like sensitive. but I need
1: no I need honesty I think that's why me and Gabrielle will I feel like a lot of people that I my small circle is strong women who are very honest and blunt like between Gabrielle and other two friends that I have are Mm -hmm. very blunt even my husband he doesn't sugarcoat anything Mm -hmm. like but I thrive on it because i feel like i can be inside my own head so much and i um i kind of think what other people I, I try to guess what you're thinking so i need you to tell me what you are thinking i don't want to guess i just need you to be honest it might hurt my feelings but i need you to i just need it i just need i just need truth i need the truth serum don't Makes don't sense. give me the bullshit I just, <laughs> <I> need... <laughs> that's true i need, I need that,
2: that too i need the one hundred. Yeah, I because, like, you two are very, like, very blunt and very honest.
0: I know, sometimes yeah. I'll talk to Gab. No, to Gab. I'm blunt? No, I'm talking to Gab.
2: Oh, yeah, I am with you. I'll <laughs> be talking
0: to Gab sometimes, and then she'll let me call you back. I'm like, did I piss her off from what I said? Or did <laughs> she get me. a customer? Like
1: She does it to me, too. But I'll be talking to her, and I'm like, Gabrielle, what you need to be doing? Da, 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 da. She's like, let me call you back. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> she can have her mama tone sometimes like oh <laughs> <I don't
2: know. laughs> no <laughs> I know I need it though like mm-hmm. you guys are like that with me Dre's like that with me like I have a girlfriend up here she's like that with me and like it really it really just be messing up with, it messes with my ego you know like I have like this little fight within myself but I, I really do listen to what you guys say I mean I hope you guys know <laughs> I just that
4: it the other
0: day though because you were complaining about Dre and then I was like well is he telling me a lie you're like no he's what he said was true and I'm like well then why are you
1: mad <laughs> <laughs> I know you listen Gabrielle, yeah, because I can see sometimes I'll tell you something and you'd be like mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do be doing that <laughs> and then like a week or two weeks later, you'll come about talking about how you did what I recommended. You don't give me credit for it, but you be talking about how you <laughs> how you started doing it. Like, like it was your own idea. No, I, do, I,
4: do.
1: <laughs> I was so I started doing I'm
2: like,
1: I'm not, i That's to you, but all right. <laughs> you do you. That's how
2: my brain works. I have to like, my 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 ego has to like have to has to fight. Like I know they just didn't tell me that, but I needed to hear that. Dang. <laughs> and it's like a wrestling match that's inside my head. It's pretty that's crazy. That's
0: so funny. Well, before we go into it, I want to play this song, because when you guys were talking, it reminded me of this song. Um, It's by Kissy Lee. Um, Shout out to Kissy Lee. This is before she was called Kissy Lee. This is her real name, Shantae. Um, Tyler. Um, But this song is called Sorry, and I feel like you guys can both relate to it. I have been able to at times, but... Here it is, it's called Sorry. deeply love that song. I used to listen to it all the time. And then one day I'm like, wait a minute, this bitch is talking about herself. She's not talking about a relationship. Uh, Like it just didn't, I heard it and it didn't click until one day. And I'm just like, oh, like, and then the part, she's like a new tattoo just to prove that I can feel the pain. And then there's another line where she says, since half of me, or so, half of you is all of me. Then, you know, I got to deal with it because even though this is how I act on some occasions, or I sabotage myself, I do all these things like that is still part of what makes me me so I need to apologize to myself and I need to change the cycle of what's going on and yeah. I felt like I had that epiphany I was telling gab before I may have said it on the podcast with somebody else um that I um I, re- I write blogs every once in a while and I wrote this one blog about how I was feeling I'm going to republish it um and then I wrote it, read it two years later and I'm like, I feel the exact same way. Mm-hmm. So something is going on because I don't have the, none of the same people. Like I said, I go through friends. <laughs> um, I don't have any of the same people in my life and I still feel this way. And I didn't realize I felt that way until I read the blog. And I'm like, oh, I feel like this. Like, oh, fuck, like something's wrong. With, I have to do some more inner inner work with yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I read it and seen my reflection, in a sense, um, that I began to to make the changes that I felt that I needed to make. Because at, at some point, like, if I'm not happy, I can't blame it on anybody else. Yeah. Um, I have to do the self-work. And then, because I mean, like, realistically speaking, like, happiness doesn't come from anybody else. It comes from you. So whether you're in a relationship or you're not in a relationship, you should still be be the same amount of happy this person can't make me happy only I can make me happy they can Mm -hmm. do things that that gives me a sense of what is maybe belonging or a sense of you know like uh, joy but don't Mm -hmm. get true happiness confused with joy because that ain't gonna last forever like you were saying with buying stuff earlier yeah Mm -hmm.
1: it's so true like and uh I feel like I think that's the part that scares me like how you said like when you wrote something in the blog and then you went back to it and you're like hmm that's interesting you know I still feel that way like I I feel like I'm it's a self-declaration I could be wrong but I feel like for me I'm not really good at speaking or expressing myself and, and with words like I feel like I always have my foot in my mouth and things always come out wrong but if I have to write it down I, when I write, I feel like it's the most authentic me. Like you'll always get the authentic me if I have to write it down, but if I have to say it, you're going to get the through my head to my mouth, like Process uh, process it. But when I read the authentic Porsche, it scares me because I was like oh well damn well that's literally how I felt and I can't take it back because when you speak words you can kind of forget I mean unless it's recorded you can kind of forget what you said but when you write it down it's it kind of feels like it's it's there like you can't deny it you can't be like oh I thought I said that but maybe I said something else." like oh no bitch you wrote it down it's right there you said exactly <laughs> that Perbatim. and it's just and I think and I stopped writing because I used to do like poetry and stuff but then like when I look at how the authentic portion scared me because I'm like Oh, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not comfortable with her. Like I, yeah, she makes because me uncomfortable.
0: You're not comfortable because you always put a facade on for everybody else.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's easier to put on a facade than try to deal with my stuff. So I'm working. Maybe you should that.
0: start writing again. All
2: right, that's what I, I was, was gonna know. say. Like start writing.
0: I know poetry. it's a it's a form of healing too
1: it is it it, it really is <laughs> not to make my say my therapist makes me do everything but she's making me do that right now she's making me write things out that's good and then I read it out you like a good <laughs> and, then then. Out. and mm-hmm. I hate it because I'm like I don't want to revisit this I just want to write <laughs> it and be done with it I don't want to read it again but um but yeah I, I think I'm that's true really
2: proud of you that you're going you're going through this journey right now thank you boo. I mean and that and that's like like just that right there is just like the epitome of like self-care and self-love you yeah, know true and yeah.
1: Oof, it's hard
2: it's i <laughs> i can only imagine i can only imagine it um i haven't gone through therapy and all of that in as much depth as you have but i have gone through some aspects of it and it, it's very challenging and um i'm proud of you for going this long i didn't know that it's been this i didn't know it's been almost a year yeah the psych <laughs> it's two
1: different psychiatry i've been doing that pharmacy with the medicine but the therapy that's been like since november so the therapy yep. is something new but it, it but yeah it has like after after you guys had that uh what do i call it it was a <laughs> not that powwow but <laughs> you know when like you have like someone confronts you Yeah, thank you. Intervention. Intervention. (laughs) Intervention. I was given an intervention by Gabriel, my husband, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) one of his friends who's a social worker, and a couple other friends about my dark spot or my dark moment. And for me, I I don't know why I thought my dark moment was like, like, oh, this is how I felt. I said it out loud. Okay, let's everyone, let's move on. Everyone's like, no, (laughs) we're not moving on. We're gonna talk about this. Like, oh no, no, no. I said it. We're done. Let's move on. And I've learned that it's not something you could just move on and be done with it. Like it has to be addressed. So
0: yeah. And I, wanted, I want to say this because I'm pretty sure that they're going to listen to this. So I want to bring this conversation up. Um, how does family let you guys down? Like like in a whole, I, I mean, I know we've all been through it and yeah. like I was realistically speaking, like, so, like, and it's not even something that I really care about. But when I see certain things, like when you do something for somebody else and you didn't do that for me, that's when I felt the issue. I'm like, well, why why didn't you do that for me? Like, I even called your mom out. (laughs) I was like, oh, so you're just going to post Trinity on her birthday. But I couldn't even get a lousy text. And she's like, I text you. I said, no, no, you didn't. I was like, I make note of these things so I can talk shit later. like and she's like I definitely sent you a message and I said no I have posted something and you put fire uh, emojis on <laughs> that was my happy birthday was a fire emoji lord have mercy and it's not something that I really care about but I like to talk shit but at, at some point <laughs> it's like
2: you keep receipts
0: I, no definitely and invoices <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry for uh, <sorry>, now <laughs> oh, I'm so dead but
0: and and like I'm not a huge like I like my birthday don't get me wrong but I'm not huge into the stuff that because literally that's probably the one time that I never have a good time because I feel like on my birthday I have to make everybody else feel welcomed or feel happy or whatever so I'm always doing something and then I realize like after I'm done I'm like well that was shitty like I didn't have a good time because I was trying to feed everybody else's you know um but back to my question um, or my statement um, <laughs> from my own opinion, I feel that some family members um, aren't that really, they're not really that supportive um, and they feel think that they are though that's what what gets me like oh i'm so proud of you um i seen this so like when when certain ones say stuff like i don't want to say anybody's name you're right you're like i'm oh. trying so hard because uh-huh. don't get me wrong i um um like like when so i'm gonna use auntie phil as anything she's supportive I, I have no issues with auntie phil but when she says that oh people don't like stuff on social media i i get it into the aspect when I see certain people like, oh yeah, I'm so proud of you. Like, I seen that you've been doing good stuff or whatever on the, when you tell me this in person, but you ain't like, nah, picture. So the fact that you've seen what I'm doing and you still are not supporting even with the like, that baffles me. Yeah. Like, you don't, like, I don't care. You don't have to repost me. You don't have to do none of that um, because I don't expect anybody to do that. But like little things like that, or even the simple text message or a phone call, Like, I can't even tell you the last time, I I can tell you this, since I had my last phone number for five years, the only people that have, none of my uncles have ever used it. I, I can tell you that, minus your dad gab. But that was only because I was with Jordan.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to head out this conversation. I got to go because uh, I know I haven't texted you in a while. I don't have any ill will towards
0: no, you. I'm I don't, let me I mean, I'm I don't I'm have kidding. any ill will yeah. towards anybody because I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm not the best at texting people either. But the reason why I don't do it is because I know that you don't do it. Yeah. So I feel like it's not genuine. Um, yeah.
1: No, I mean, I, granted, I I've talked know.
0: to you on social media so that's different but I don't even talk to them on social media so
1: no no I I I get it I feel like when it comes to like expectation of family letting them down I have no expectation of family I, and I, I feel that even I, I, the, yeah ex- and
2: that I, no expectation no
0: high hopes I'm still let down
2: <laughs> I I used to I used to have a very like uh weird expectation of family and um it had to basically like crash and burn in front of me in front
0: of me yeah and I always get the thing from like some of them like well dang you you got you treat your, your friends better than you treat me or like and I get I hear that from some of them like you don't even come down to see me but you go hang out with your friends all the time I said well my friends actually text me one two two there you live around the corner I gotta drive two hours to go see you
1: and three, yeah, honestly, Terry, like, I can say you out of every family me. member, you really show like whenever there's something going on, you really do come out like and you. If can I can show make
0: up. it, I definitely. Yeah, you, if you can up. make it,
1: you can. But I, I, will honestly say that, like, if you're invited and you get that invite, like, like you should,
2: right?
1: You're there. I, I can honestly say that, like, you have made tons of effort to 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 be a part. So, uh, I want to acknowledge that, and I, I want to say. That that i love you and i am proud of you i'm, so not, is,
0: I'm not trying to be like no, me no,
1: no, no 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 i'm being honest because because if, for me and it's a porsche problem is i don't reach out to anybody it's <laughs> like is e- true. even with Gabrielle, who i consider my best friend i probably talked to her it, it, she probably contacts me when i contact her but that's
0: different though because y- y- how you do what you do is not personal you do that for everybody so Very that's true. different that's a little different that if is you were, true
1: I don't pick it I don't pick and exactly. choose exactly
0: that was my and point. I do
1: I do know that family does that I guess because my personality I don't care <laughs> enough because I rather like since I moved to Southern California everyone heard me say I'm moving back to the Bay Area it's like why do you want to move to the Bay Area there's no family out there like you only have a I don't care I'm moving so for yeah. me I'm like I've always been a recluse. And I like less interaction in my life from outside mm. people. That it doesn't bother me if someone doesn't highlight me because I don't wanna be in your notice. Yeah. But at the same time, I do know for other family, like it could be hurtful or like it, it is. I've been let down, like where I thought, like, you know, my opinion would be joined or like my support for someone would be joined and it wasn't. It's just like, oh. I I didn't expect that reaction from you. I, I I thought I thought I was gonna get a different reaction, yeah. and you kind of yeah. like taking it aback. I think that's more thing that I've been taken aback a lot by what I think would mm-hmm. happen versus what does. And then I'd be like, oh, person, right. you didn't hear what happened. This went down. I'm like surprised. I'm like in shock. I'm like, they said what? They did yeah. what? Like, and then I'm just like, oh shit. Okay. Well, I guess I didn't think I knew them as much as I did. It's just. Yeah, I feel like I feel it more for other family members when I hear that that, that happens for them than if it happened to me. Because If it happened to me, I don't give a shit. But yeah. if it happened like to you or to Gabrielle, then I'd feel more like.
0: And I and like, I don't like, want it to make it seem like I care that they post or they like or anything. I honestly got I, I really don't care. I'll buy I some know. likes. <laughs> but no, I know
1: you don't. It's like an example, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, the thing definitely. that like, if I go down there and, and then when you make comments like that, like oh you didn't see me and I'm like well you came down to Oxnard you know I live here but you didn't even try to reach out that's the thing that that's what irks me no I get it
1: because I get that whenever we come to visit SoCal it's like oh you didn't Mm -hmm. stop by our house or you need to come over here I'm like
0: so I hit him with that. Well, I didn't come to see you. I came to see David or I came to see. So that's who I seen. That's the only person I seen. <laughs> that's that's who, who I came you. down I, for.
1: <laughs> like so, self-pleaser. I'll be like, all right, I guess I'll try to squeeze you in and I'll try to spend 10 minutes here and 20 minutes. And I'm, yeah, I, I yeah.
0: But that was just our little talk, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it about happiness and finding your happiness. I'm pretty sure that at least one or, or even two people that listen to this podcast can relate in some aspect. And that's the reason for create your own story to that you to show you guys that you're not alone. That we all and this is so cliche to say, but we're all one race. Um not, not I'm not saying that all lives matter with my George Floyd shirt on right now. <laughs> I'm not saying all lives matter. Don't get it twisted. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> like, like it's uh, Black Lives Matter. We know. yes, yes. yes.
0: And always. And Arrest the, the killers of Breonna Taylor. Amen. <laughs> and, and, and that's that on that. Amen. But no. But on a serious note, well, that is serious. But on it another note, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just hope you guys all grasp something from this. We will catch you again next week and. In- Peace, love, and soul. No, I'm playing. Bye, y'all.
1: All (laughs) All right, so trade.
0: And that's all we have for you today. I hope you enjoyed yourself on this episode of Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett. We'll catch you next time.